Hello, and welcome to the Yarniacs podcast. This is episode number 195, which we are recording on Saturday, June 22nd, 2019. I'm Gail. And I'm Charlene. And yesterday, Friday, June 21st, was the kickoff of the Colors of Fall Knit Along. Summer happy solstice. summer, everyone. Yeah, happy <laughs> summer. And true to summertime recording for us, we are recording on location at the University of California at Santa Cruz. And it's a beautiful day. And you might hear some insects or some birds because we're sitting out pretty much outside and amongst know, the trees. Yeah. And hopefully there'll be some wildlife sightings. Besides the birds <laughs> and butterflies that I can't identify, but it's very beautiful <laughs> out today. So what are you wearing? I was wearing earlier my Magical Thinking Pullover Shawl by Casapinka. This was a pattern that was a giveaway on the local yarn store day back in April. Local yarn store day is a event sponsored by TNNA and Casapinka, aka Bronwyn, has been kind enough for a couple of years now to create a pattern to support local yarn stores. So thank you very much, Bronwyn. Yeah, that's really cool. It's really wonderful that we have designers who think of the lifeline that local yarn stores are to our community. So I like to support her any way I can. Mm -hmm. And so thank you, Casapinka, AKA Bronwyn. The pullover shawl is a very cool pattern. It's It really is easy to pull over t-shirts on summer days, and I was wearing it because it was a little foggy this morning. It is not now, so I am not wearing it now. It's not foggy here it's yet. It's not foggy. It's, it's moving in, though. <laughs> yes, I noticed that. Yeah, I did it's already creeping that. up the hill. Yeah, so I say pullover shawl because if you, if you look at the garment, you might mistake it for a poncho, <laughs> but it is not as written in the pattern. It is definitely a pullover shawl and you can wear it with the point off to the side, which is the preferred method. Or if you really want to, you probably could wear it with the point to the front, which would be kind of like a triangular shawl. Mm -hmm. Although the designer does strongly urge the wearer not to wear it that way. But I think if you wore it closer up around the neck, then it would diminish the crotch pointing <laughs> aspect Which is of why the garment. The designer <laughs> says you shouldn't wear it this way. Yeah, because if you wear it up close, instead of pulling it down, if you wear it up around the neck, then it's really no different than a triangular shawl. Right, bandana style. Yes. So I think that possibility, that is a possibility. Well, last night, as I was looking at the pattern for magical thinking, I was thinking to myself, wow, I'm really slow on the uptake sometimes because her other pattern that's very similar is called All Points South. Which is one that Gail and I have been stalking for months and have wanted to knit. And then when this pattern came out, I just switched to magical thinking. So, But the name All Points South, it's because the point of the not a poncho, but a pullover shawl points south it points down. So the name of the shawl all points south, I think has to do with the fact that the shawl points south that I never picked up on that until last night. 
I did not either. So I think that's probably because she does have a really funny sense of humor. She's also the designer that did the cat leg warmers. Yes. So she's absolutely she's very funny. So I'm <laughs> sure that that name has something to do with that. So thank you very much, Casapinka. And the yarn, because the yarn is beautiful. Oh, yes. I am. I used three skeins, three gorgeous skeins of Dragonfly Fibers Pixie, which is one of my favorite yarns to use. It is a fingering weight single ply, which is also one of my favorite types of yarn mm -hmm. to use. So thank you very much, Dragonfly Fibers. <laughs> yeah, it was a beautiful color combination that inspired me, and we'll get to that later. And how about you, Gail? What are you wearing? I'm wearing my Little Bird Pullover, which is a pattern by Vera Valimaki, and it's just the perfect weather for it here in Santa Cruz. And I'm also looking forward to when it gets cooler because I can wear this over any kind of long sleeve t-shirt too. So it looks so fantastic. Thank you. Mm -hmm. I may have purchased more yarn to knit another one because I want one in a different color that will be a little bit longer. This is almost tunic length, almost. I am wearing it over leggings and I don't feel like I'm exposing myself, but I would be happier if it was about an inch or two longer, especially mm -hmm. in the back. Yeah. So Little Bird by Vera Valimaki. Love this top. All right. What have you been stocking? I have been stocking something to make with a special skein of, it's another skein of Dragonfly Fibers that I picked up along with the skeins that I used for my magical thinking. I picked these up at Stitches West this past February, and I believe it's a new color to them. It's called Higi, and it is a silver and gold. That's the way I look at it. It's it's a gray and a gold, or I look at it and I see silver and gold. And now that's precious in my metals. Head. <laughs> yes, uh, burl eyes. Silver and gold. <laughs> but I see silver and gold, precious metals, and I love the combination. And I have one skein. I only purchased one skein, so I have been looking for a small one skein shawl. And because I have been knitting so many things from my own library, perhaps patterns in many cases that I purchased a while ago. <laughs> <laughs> we won't attach a date to that. No. And I'm realizing that I have some patterns that I may have purchased a while ago <laughs> that I had forgotten about. And we purchased them because we actually liked them. We liked so, them, hello. yes. So one of these shawls that I purchased a while ago is for the Rose Water Shawl by Janina Kaleo. And I, like I said, I've had the pattern in my Ravelry library. I have had the item in my queue. I have not knit it though it has been there. So I've been looking through my own library, through my own queue, and I think this might be a good match for that skein. It's a crescent shape, smaller shawl, because it is only one skein, that's part garter and part simple, very open lace. So I think it will actually be a good shawl to have in the summertime. It, the, it's just so open. It's not going to be completely, completely warm. And it's just going to be a very light layer to put over probably a t-shirt. <laughs> 
And it's cute. It's really cute. Yeah. yeah. So that is the Rose Water Shawl by Janina Calillo. Second thing I am stocking, it's another shawl called Gray Heart. And it's by a designer new to me named Anna Lifanova. And the interesting thing about this pattern is that the pattern page is only in Russian. Now, it's not that unusual to find a pattern that is available in another language, but Russian is one that I have not come across before on a pattern. So that was interesting because there is, as of now, there is no English translation of the pattern, although the pattern page does say that there should be one available in July. But as of now, I would have to be able to find somebody to translate the page to find out more of the pattern specifics because I can't tell how much yarn there's a there's a, a range a, a quite a large range so I'm assuming that there's a couple sizes for this pattern but we'll see it's very cute it looks like it's a rectangular stole and then it's got rep repeated heart motifs all across the shawl so it's it might be a little repetitive to knit but it's really cute it's knit in what looks like a mohair mohair silk blend so it's soft and fluffy and extremely extremely light very simple light airy i can't tell if it's one strand or two strand but i'm kind of hoping it would only be one strand because then it's going to be really just so so light mm -hmm. and it's just lovely it's such it's, a love it, it does it, look light as air it does i remember years and years ago when i first started knitting i knit a a fairly large triangular shawl out of kid silk haze and i still have this shawl i love oh, it cool. and i used it at some point to travel and I remember I think I took it to a TNNA and I think I took it when TNNA was in Ohio so I traveled with it but I remember that to put it in my carry-on bag I was able to squish this shawl down and put it in a Ziploc sandwich bag that's awesome yeah <laughs> and the wonderful thing about the mohair silk is that I could pull it out on the airplane and use it as a little blanket, as an extra layer. And there is, a, it does keep you warm. Mm -hmm. This very light, airy layer really does work to keep you warm. So it was a great little travel piece. <laughs> it's kind of amazing that something that light and airy feeling can actually impart warmth. Yes, but it, it is. It is. And I love that you're finding pattern pages in Russian that aren't yes. translated. Ravelry just makes the world so accessible. It's, yeah, I love it. It's really cool. So this one is Greyheart by Anna Lifanova, and I look forward to more information about this one in the future. And then the third thing I am stocking is just something fun. In fact, I somebody mentioned this item in one of the chat threads Linda. in our Ravelry group Linda's this knitted week. and someone else wanted to knit it. Okay. I'm not sure who the second person and was. And it is a cat cocoon <laughs> by Yellow Thread Knits. And you may say, what is a cat cocoon? It is an easy felted kitty bed. However, it's not just a flat bed. It's like an egg. 
with a hole in it for the cat to get in. (laughs) (laughs) If you were picturing the shape of an egg, an egg shell, and then there's a little opening, little round opening, and kitty can crawl in. Very cute. I think it would be fun to make. I'm not sure how much, I can't remember how much yarn it uses. It probably is fairly simple knitting too. But if you happen to have a large amount of feltable wool sitting around with nothing to use, this might be an option. (laughs) Pretty funny. (laughs) So that is Cat Cocoon by Yellow Thread Knits. And what are you stocking, Gail? I have been stocking my stash. It all started with a (laughs) skein of yarn. Just like Charlene was saying, she's looking for patterns for her dragonfly fibers. Mm -hmm. Likewise, but my skein is a skein of their fairy base, which is their mohair silk lace weight. And I wanted to knit something with it, so I pulled it out and was trying to match it with other skeins in my stash. And I pulled out some candy skeins, single skeins that I have and thought, oh, it's perfect. Oh my gosh. And then the, the hunt was on for the right pattern to knit with the candy skein and the fairy. And then it was, oh, but look, this other skein of candy skein matches it too. Maybe I'll do something that fades, but then how do I work in the fairy? (laughs) (laughs) And then once I thought I knew what I wanted to do, I found another skein that would work as a fade with the candy skein. And you know how the story goes, where you're in your stash. And if you're lucky enough to love your stash, something leads to something else to something else. And before you know it, You're knitting a project you had no intention of knitting that didn't even use the skein of yarn that you started with. (laughs) But But, it's so cool because you're using your stash, number one. mm -hmm. Number two, it makes you happy. Absolutely. (laughs) Oh, it was so much fun to do this. And third, I'm going to use up some single skeins that were in my stash without a purpose because I have a absolute weakness for pink yarn, especially when it involves (laughs) speckles. And I may pick these skeins of yarn up randomly and then you have a bunch and you're not quite sure what to do with them so and knitters often disparage and tease each other about the quantity of single skeins in their stash but this story just shows how much happiness those single skeins can bring and how you can make it work exactly (laughs) so i ended up instead of with the fairy and the candy skein I ended up with three other single skeins in my stash that I was going to use to knit All Point South by Casapinka until I saw Charlene's Magical Thinking. And I actually like the stitch patterns in Magical Thinking better than the ones in All Point South. So when we get to what am I knitting, then my stocking will coincide and I will finish the story. So stocking my stash. And there's one other thing I was stocking. It's called the As If tea and it's by Shay Johnson and this one actually crossed my radar because Classic Age who is Adrian she's one of our listeners hi Adrian and she also I follow her on Instagram and she did a test knit of this pattern so the pattern came out originally I think a year or so ago and I'd never noticed it before and Adrian is knitting a new size and she put her pink version up on Instagram and I thought, oh my gosh, it is so pretty. Now this is a completely different type of top than I've ever seen knitted before. So the top from the collar down to about where your 
triangular bikini top would start mm -hmm. is knit in a mohair lace. So it's sheer. You can see through it. And then she adds in an Aran weight yarn for the body of the sweater so that your private parts are covered up, <laughs> etc. And then the collar of the sweater is also in the Aran weight yarn. So you end up with this sheer top that is really cool. And then I think the cuffs on the short sleeves are the Aran weight as well. And the designer was inspired by the movie Clueless. The actress Cher was on it and she wore a tank top over a t-shirt in one of the scenes for some kind of exercise class. So that was the inspiration for the shirt. And it's oh. just so cute. It is cropped and I wouldn't wear it cropped. I just, as much as I've tried for the cropped look, it just, <laughs> I'm not digging it on myself, but it looks great on Adrian. It looks beautiful on so many of the people who have knit it. And it's just, I don't know if I'd actually knit it, but it's super, super cute. And yeah. that's the As If Tea by Shay Johnson. Okay. What are you knitting? I am working on my derecho, which is a pattern by Allison Green. I'm at the point where I need to put it on scrap yarn and determine the length, <laughs> which of course means I have stalled Roadblock. out on working it. <laughs> yes, exactly. Why is that when you get to the point where really you're so close to finishing this project, it's probably one evening, two evenings of knitting <laughs> that's left. We're talking maybe two inches left, maybe two inches. I only have half a skein of yarn left. So, you know, You're we're very almost near the end of that. But of course, because I have to try it on and determine the length, I've stalled out. Oh, I have to put it on scrap yard yes. and I have to try it on and I can't just knit. Yes. <laughs> so that will be done very soon because I do want to wear this one. It is knit in a new to me yarn from Barocco called Remix Light. Remix Light. That's right. And it's an interesting yarn because it is labeled as a DK yarn, but each skein has 400 yards, which means it's extremely light in mass, the weight. It's, it's a very light and puffy yarn to get to that DK size. And it has no wool content either. So if you are wool sensitive yourself or need to knit for somebody else who is wool sensitive. I've felt really good about knitting with this yarn and I've really enjoyed knitting with it. And it's so soft, so, so soft. It has several different fibers in it, cotton, nylon, linen, and acrylic. And there might viscose or something. Yeah. There might even be something else into that mix, but it's just really soft and it feels really good. And the way the different fibers, well, the fibers, the different fibers take the dye differently. So the yarn is not completely monotone, one monocolored. Mono it's not, it's got a little bit of variation in there because the, for example, it looks <clears> like <throat> the linen fibers don't take the dye the same way. And you can kind of see the linen fiber in there kind of tweedy looking. Almost yeah. looking tweedy. Yeah. So I've had a really good experience knitting with it so far. I've really liked it. So that is Derecho by Allison Green. 
The second thing that I am knitting is a Farallon cardigan sweater by Elizabeth Doherty. And I started this one really on a whim. I just <laughs> she wanted... She was cheating on me. Yes. She never even told me she was stocking it. And next thing I knew, she was knitting it. <laughs> I just wanted to work on something different uh, because, well, number largely because I had to put that derecho on scrap yarn and try it on. And so what do you do? You cast on yes, something else. exactly. I was in this, just in this place where I just wanted to knit and, you know, I wanted to start something new and there we go. I started something new and I actually got pretty far the first night. I was able to knit to the braid that goes across the back of your shoulders and your upper back on the pattern which is one of the signature design elements of uh, many of Elizabeth's garments. So I got to that point and when I pick it up next, I'm going to be working on either the right shoulder down the front or the left shoulder down the front. I can't remember which one comes first. And then you knit the two fronts and eventually will join underneath the underarm hole. Now you started in one night and got all the way to and finished the braid in one night? I did. Wow. It, it, it wasn't a huge piece of knitting the way this one is constructed. Cool. Yeah. It was interesting that I, I, I was surprised that I was able to include that part. What yarn too. are you using? It is two yarns from Shibui, the reed and the twig. It's the yarns that Elizabeth used in her sample that we tried on at Stitches West in mm -hmm. February. Nice blend. And mine is in a blue-gray. Pretty. Yeah, I'm loving it. <laughs> but I also haven't gotten back to knit on it again because I also cast on the Sunnydale Cowl by Katie Carroll. And the reason I cast this one on is because I needed a small carry-around project. So that's what this one is. It's an interesting design. It incorporates dropped stitches and elongated stitches. It's very distinct and unique. I think when we, when I stocked it, we talked about the name Sunnydale and how the two elongated stitches resemble vampire fangs because the Sunnydale <laughs> is the t town city where Buffy the Vampire Slayer took place. So, perfect name, <laughs> love it. Yes. So I have been pleasantly surprised how simple this one is to knit. I'm really enjoying it. And it looks so cool. I can't wait until that drop I stitch happens yes. and that magic happens. Yes, the drop stitch does not happen until you are binding off the cowl. So even when you're knitting it, the cowl seems small in circumference around because when you drop stitches, your knitting gets wider. So I won't even see the final width of the cowl until I drop all these stitches. Yeah, I can't wait to see yours because excited. I want to cast one on. Yeah. Just, I love that magic of dropping stitches. Yeah, it's a very cool pattern. Very, very cool. And it's scary to drop a stitch because you're not supposed to do that. It's not what you're supposed <laughs> to do. But that's why it's fun. I know. Like, right on and it ladders down and it's yeah, so exhilarating. It is. Freeing. So what are you knitting, Gail? Well, I'm not knitting at the moment because we got up here, we parked, <laughs> we pulled out our knitting, and my needle broke off. I don't know how it happened. 
when I left the house, it was yeah, pleasantly so in disappointing. the cable where it's supposed to be. We got up here, my needle's gone. But it's in my 5200 redo, which I've been working on whenever I need straight up stocking it in the round without any thinking. So conference calls and things like that. And that was the 5200K by Suvi Samola. It is going to become something much like Confetti by Vera Valimaki. And it's going swimmingly. So that is my 5200 redo. <sighs> I also am knitting my love note by Tin Can Knits, and I am in love with the fabric and in love with the pattern, and I'm stalled out because I got to the sleeves. So much like when you have to try the sweater on and put it on scrap yarn, that's kind of what happens to me sometimes when I get to the sleeves. But I'm going to be picking it up tonight because I'd love to finish it before I cast on my sweater for the colors of fall. Mm -hmm. So the sleeves will go quickly because it's knit at such a large gauge. It's just a matter of starting them. I mean, it's already on scrap needles. I just have to stick the needle in them and start knitting. It's not like it's going to be difficult. <laughs> but the yarns that I'm using are Dragonfly Fibers Fairy in the Nymeria colorway, which is a gray-leaning blue. Yes and Malabrigo Sock in the Azules colorway, which is a lot of different shades of blue, and they go so well together. The two so colors, well. oh, it's yes. beautiful. They were meant to be. So sometimes when yarn lingers in your stash, it's for a reason, because mm -hmm. someday you're gonna find the perfect accompaniment or the perfect pattern, yeah. and that's what happened after this has been in my stash for 10 years. So loving it. Love Note is a great, easy pattern to knit. I'm super happy with it. And hopefully by the time we record again, that will be a finished object. And yesterday for the Colors of Fall Knit Along, I cast on my Magical Thinking. Yay! So again, that's by Casapinka. And I'm only about an inch and a half into it. It starts with the cowl portion of the pullover shawl. Pullover shawl. I almost called it a poncho. <laughs> it, it basically is a poncho in my opinion, but we're not allowed to say that. So the cowl begins in one color. There are three colors that you do in different stripes and different stitch patterns throughout. I am using a skein of Western Sky Knits Twinkle Sock in Bear, which is a natural color with silver Stellina in it. It's beautiful. Mm, pretty. The second colorway I'm using is Hula Hut Yarns colorway called Lula, and it's beautiful. It's a natural to light pink kind of tonal-ish yarn with speckles in different pinks and browns. It's beautiful. And the third skein I'm using is Western Sky Knits Aspen Sock, which is a merino nylon blend in Kim's color called Polly. And that is a new Peaky Blinders collection colorway. And it is a dark pink tonal, kind of has speckles in it. It's kind of has some browns in it. It's hard to describe and I don't really have it with pretty. me. It's beautiful. Really pretty. There's even a little maroon in there. Yeah. It's so very tonal. It's very pretty. gorgeous. So these three colors together play so well. They're going to look gorgeous. I'm super excited because I've been trying to find a combination for All Point South for years. Mm -hmm. And then with this magical trip through my stash this week, I found this combination and thought, oh my gosh, there it is. I had had a different combination of blue, the bear, and then a variegated 
that I would have worked, but then I found this pink and was like, oh no, this is it. This is it. This is it. All excited. So I've cast it on. I'm really happy with it. The whole inch and a half I've done. I'm looking forward to continuing on it. I talked to Carol about it. She's knitting one too. And she gave me kind of a heads up that in the second part, there's a slip stitch that she kind of struggled with. So now I'm alert to be paying attention to that just in case it like tries to roadblock me, but yeah. we'll see. So that's Magical Thinking by Cassifica. And those are the things that I'm either knitting or not knitting as the case may be. <laughs> oh, and I did, you don't cast it on, but I started a crochet project. I did start a blanket after our last podcast. It's the Hydrangea Stripe Blanket by Lucy of Attic 24. She has some beautiful free crochet patterns on Ravelry. A lot of them are blankets. She has also different house accessories, pillows and cushions and things like that. And also not doilies, but I can't think of the word different house accessories. Yes. So beautiful patterns, beautiful colors. They've been crocheted by thousands of people and I am using my DK weight scraps and I had started it with the same number of stitches called for in the pattern and mine was gigantic. So after I'd crocheted about two and a half inches, I thought this is just going to be way too big for a blanket that I'm probably going to donate to charity. So I ripped it out, started again with far fewer stitches and I'm just now getting to the first scallops or shells to see if I like the length now or the width rather, this will be the width. So that's the hydrangea stripe blanket by Lucy of Act 24. We would like to thank Dragonfly Fibers for sponsoring this episode. Dragonfly Fibers creates hand-dyed artisan yarns and fibers in vivid and sophisticated colorways. We can be found in select local yarn shops and at fiber festivals such as Rhinebeck, Maryland Sheep and Wool, Vogue Knitting Live, Stitches, and Saf. We also have a bi-monthly yarn club called Club Dragonfly. You can join on a pro-rated basis and receive three more shipments with or without bonus swag. Our only summer show is coming up in a couple of months. Chicagoland folks can visit us at Stitches Midwest in booths 304, 306, and 308 from August 1st through the 4th in Schaumburg, Illinois. All of our products are available on our website, www dragonflyfibers.com. Come see why we say that dragonfly fibers are the colors of happiness. And we definitely have a dragonfly fibers yarn crush happening right now. We do. (laughs) We do. Absolutely. Their fairy has just been magical to work with. That's true. I'm loving it. We're not the only people who think so. The way it flew off the shelves at our local yarn store was crazy. I've never (laughs) seen yarn sell that fast. It was fantastic. Loving it. All right. So what have you finished? Well, this is a little repetitive of last episode. (laughs) Gail's laughing. Deja vu. Glitch in the matrix. Yes, because last episode I had finished two things by Tin Can Knits. This episode I have also finished two (laughs) things by Tin Can Knits. And guess what? (laughs) They're the same patterns. (laughs) I've knit a second item of each pattern. So no, you're not having a flashback. (laughs) I liked them so much. The first one was the gather hat, which I knit one, which I finished one last episode. I had enough yarn to knit another 
on the skein. So what am I going to do? Keep half the skein nope. or make another hat? Up. So I made another hat. The second hat will go to a friend or charity. I don't know. It came out great because it's a single strand of DK weight yarn that I have from Kim Dye's yarn stranded with the just mentioned fairy from dragonfly fibers and the combo is elegant and soft and warm oh, and pretty. lovely oh, so, pretty. so so pretty i paired a dark dark mohair with a paler speckled blue gray and the combination is wonderful and i did mention last episode that if you have not seen the blog post on the Tin Can Knits blog about pairing a mohair and a strand of another yarn, you should take a look at it, if nothing else, just to look at the pictures because the combinations that they show, the samples of combining a single strand of mohair with a single strand of another yarn are really cool because you can change the look of your original yarn so much just by stranding this little strand of mohair. It's very, very interesting. I'm a convert since my like a cloud <laughs> so well. I'm 100% convinced it can turn stash yarn you have that you are no longer in love with, it can turn it into something that you're madly in love with. Yes, and that's the thing. If you do have yarn in your stash that perhaps your taste has changed and you aren't in love with it anymore, this is a way to change that look a little bit. Give it a try. Yep. <laughs> I'm convinced it's a pretty cool... And the fabric of knitting those two strands held doubled or mohair silk lace with anything so far that I've held it doubled with makes such a beautiful soft fabric. That, yes. Oh, it's just dreamy. The second love note sweater that I just <laughs> finished, I did strand a mohair with a lace weight Madeline Tosh yarn this time. So the first one that I made, I did not double strand. This one I did double strand. I was happy to rip out my unworn breezy cardigan to reclaim the Madeline Tosh lace yarn and I held it with a single strand of the Adriophil Kid Seda which is a mohair silk blend and I just love the light and airy fabric that I got. That's so you knit it pretty. on a size 10 needle which feels very large at first because I am not at all used to mm -hmm. knitting with such a large needle but you get used to it very quickly and you sit down and knit and before you know it you have an inch or two knit it because size 10 needles creates fabric very quickly yeah. <laughs> it's so fast really fast so obviously that is what enabled me to be able to finish this sweater so so quickly and, and it's so pretty oh yes it's really pretty and <sighs> now i understand why in another blog post about this sweater the tin can knits the designer from tin can knits who designed this and wrote the blog post was saying that she wore her sweater every other day for six months because she was just in love with it mm -hmm. so much 
And I understand that feeling now. And Gail's been laughing at me because I keep saying I want to knit one in every color. <laughs> I'm laughing with her, not at her, because I've That's been doing true. the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. So that is Love Note by Tin Can Knits. What have you finished, Gail? I finished my fiddly bits, the cow by Jana Pahota, which is something that you knit using scrap yarn that you wind into a ball and tie it together with magic knots so that you have a beautiful ball of all of your scraps. Fingering weight is what is called for in the pattern, but you could do it with any weight yarn. And I finished it. I blocked it and decided to put it in the dryer because I wanted to be sure that the recipient, whoever it may be, would be able to easily wash and dry it. Mm -hmm. And discovered that there is one of the scrap yarns that is not super wash. So it felted a bit, yeah. I was able to tug on it and pull on it. So it's not hugely obvious, but yeah, there's a non-super wash in there. So, but it's a beautiful cowl. I loved the project. It was so simple. It was really fun to make the magic cake ball, even though, sorry, Carol, I laughed at you. <laughs> it was really fun. And I really enjoyed the whole project. I put off the finishing work for a little while because you kitchener the ends together to seam it. So you start with a provisional cast on and then you knit in the round, stocking it in the round until mm-hmm. it's the, the length you want or but that become the width after you seam it together, it becomes the width. And then you kitchener the ends. And I had this mental hang up on how difficult it would be to kitchener the ends together. And it wasn't difficult at all. I mean, kitchener stitch, I just put myself in a quiet room, yeah. put on a good audiobook, and put on my reading glasses so that I could see well <laughs> and just happily kitchenered away. And it's great. It's super good. You can't even tell where I kitchenered it. So, if you wanted to, I suppose then you could probably cut out that one stripe that is the non-superwash wool and just kitchener the ends together. I could very easily do that. Or I could just go with the, with it being a design feature and then yes. that's a good way <laughs> to double twist the cowl because you can twist it on that little right sucked up yeah. part. So yeah. that's what I'm going with. But it, it's a feature, it's not a, a feature bug. now. <laughs> One thing this did teach me though is that my hydrangea stripe blanket that I'm crocheting I have some non-superwash yarns in my DK scraps Uh that I'm going to make sure I don't use in the blanket because that would be bad for a blanket that you want to be able to wash and dry easily. Definite good call. Yeah. So I was thinking to myself, oh, learn from your mistake. And (laughs) there we go. And I also finished, speaking of non-superwash yarns, I finished a beret called Slice of Pie, and that's by the designer Margaret A. And this is such an awesome story. So we have a listener friend who is Scully Bun Bun on Ravelry and Scully Woolly on Instagram. And she surprised us with a package. She lives in the UK, so I know shipping was expensive too, and she yeah. sent us a beautiful package. Inside were two gifts, one wrapped in pink and one wrapped (laughs) in purple. And she gifted each of us a beautiful handmade project bag. She used tea towels from Herdy, H-E-R-D-Y, which is a company that makes the most adorable little sheep things. There are tea towels, mugs, buttons, all sorts of adorable things. It's a 
sheep, like a drawing, a caricature of a yes, sheep. Yes, in not, a circle. Not a photograph of a sheep. Yes, yeah. thank you. And she had the tea towels, which she washed. She pre-washed them, and she made them into beautiful project bags. They're just stunning. And mine is pink, and Charlene's is purple. <laughs> and inside the project bags were beautiful, beautiful skeins of yarn. So the yarn inside the project bags is beautiful. It's from the Knitting Goddess. She is a dyer in the UK, and Scully is very partial to her because mm -hmm. her dyeing is incredible. And my skein was a DK weight skein in a colorway called magenta, which is hot pink, just a beautiful tonal hot pink. And the fiber is a super interesting blend of 50% pole dorset, 50% blue face luster, and it's a non superwash. And it is glorious to knit with. It's plump, it's juicy, it's just fantastic. And I used that to knit my slice of pie beret. So when I got the package, I squealed a lot <laughs> and then I instantly hand wound the ball of yarn. I didn't even remember to take pictures of it in the skein. Hand wound it right away. I had seen the pattern at Stitches West in February, so I knew there was a pattern I wanted to use it for. And then the colorway matches my Cleo perfectly, and it looks really good with my Soldatna pullover as well. It's the same. It goes with the pink perfectly. So I knit that up. It was a super easy pattern. It's free on Ravelry, and I have a beautiful beret now in very special yarn. Thank Yay. you so much, Scully. That was so incredibly thoughtful of you. And now... I've always wanted to be that person who can rock the beret. Since I was a teenager, I've purchased berets and tried to wear them thinking that I could be that person. And sometimes I have days where I think I am. So I'm going to have a lot of those days coming up with this hot pink, adorable yeah. beret. And I'm just going to rock it and be super happy Yay. with it. So I thank have, you, Scully. I have to figure out what to make with mine. I've been looking for hat patterns. So. Yeah, it was just meant to be you know every once in a while yeah. you have those lucky mm -hmm. coinciding things exactly. happen and i knew exactly what pattern i wanted out. instantly yeah. excellent so last episode we talked about the emotional lives of sweaters dun, dun, dun. <laughs> and what things made us love certain projects and certain sweaters certain what what we liked about them we talked about and thank you to everyone who participated in the discussion in our Ravelry group there were some really fun stories there about successful gifts yeah. that were given such great stories there was Mary who knit or rather crocheted the beautiful baby blanket recently that was well received she talked about a gift I think she had done it, made it, that she had to redo the lace border because the lace border had become frayed. Mm -hmm. And there was another toy she had made for someone that she made a second time because the first one was so well-loved. Right. So there have been some beautiful stories yeah. about gifts that were either so well-loved or so well-loved that they needed to be repaired right. <laughs> or knit or crocheted again. I mean, how yeah, cool is that to be really the person who gave that child that gift or that right. person the gift that was so loved it needed to be repaired. Yeah. That is so awesome. So, so nice. So what do we do when our sweaters don't love us back? Yeah, that happens. Mm -hmm. It's happened it to happens. me quite a few times. It happens. And why does it happen? What is it about the piece or the garment that you really don't like so that you can figure out how not to do that again in the Learning future? Learning from your mistakes. <laughs> exactly. Yes. So one of the things that I have done when I have sweaters that either 
don't get along with me, don't fit me, or perhaps I've just, they've fallen out of favor after having them in your closet for many years. One of the things I like to do is what I think of as gently rehoming the sweaters. <laughs> I like to take items to some kind of knitting event, knitting get together. In my case, I've taken sweaters to our knockers retreat where everybody is a knitter, but I also know that by taking them to the retreat, the sweaters are going to be appreciated by knitters who know what it took to create these finished objects. Yeah, I'm always surprised because at Knockers, we have many people who bring sweaters that they've knit that they no longer wear for one reason or another. And I always think, why would knitters who knit sweaters want to bring home another sweater More knit sweaters. by someone else? <laughs> but not everybody at every retreat does knit sweaters. Some people are accessory right. knitters and some people bring them home for other loved ones and or because it fills a hole in their wardrobe that maybe they didn't even know they have until they right. saw that sweater that day. Right. And then one idea that I saw, which sounded really fun, I think I saw this in the stitches thread. I can't remember if it was from this year or a previous year, but someone had brought a sweater to Stitches, which is a very large event, and hung it up in a public area with a note on it that said, please take me home. And she had put her Ravelry name on it to say, if the sweater fits you and you took it home, please let me know. And I believe if I remember the story correctly, somebody did contact her and who took the sweater, who the sweater fit, and she loved the sweater. So I thought I that was a fun, fun idea. Yeah, that would be fun to do. Maybe it we should start be. a trend. I know, that would be really fun. I remember years and years ago hearing about people releasing books into the wild, putting books that they really liked in public places for people to take. Mm -hmm. So that's what this reminds me of. I thought that was fun. And then something else I have also done, too, is just unapologetically giving them away to the thrift shop. Yeah. <laughs> I know people who do that on a regular basis and completely unapologetic. You know someone who's shopping in a thrift store is going to find that and think it's a treasure. I hope so. Or That's... at least wear it with warmth and be appreciative of the warmth of it, even if they don't know all the effort that right. went to it. And that's the hope. A lot of times... When I have done that in the past, it is because I am just so done with the item <laughs> that I don't even want to have it sitting in a giveaway bag to take to a retreat. Get out um, of my yes. life! <laughs> I am just done for whatever reason. Done, done, done. And it has to go. So yeah, you hope, but you have to just at that point, let it go. Yeah. Because you can't be attached. You either. can't be attached and you don't know what will happen to it. And in this case, like I said, I've only done it because I have been absolutely done. So that's why it worked. <laughs> and then we know that Charlene is our ultimate role model for another thing you can do with your sweaters. <laughs> another you don't love. thing is to unravel the sweaters. If you really love the yarn and the yarn is in a condition still that it is reusable, then seriously consider unraveling the sweater. I would recommend 
definitely ex examining, take, take the time and look at the yarn and make sure that it's in a condition, number one, that it can be unraveled easily. Something like a mohair yarn obviously is not going to unravel easily. It could be that a non-superwash wool, so a, a regular wool, may not unravel as easily. It may, but if that piece, if the fabric has started to felt a little bit, then it may not unravel easily. You just have to examine, be careful, check the areas of stress on the garment, such as under the arm or perhaps on the side of the garment where your arm rubs against the side of the sweater, those kind of places. Because if you're unraveling in the round, it, it's that's not the kind of thing that you can cut out because it's going to be every row is going to yeah. have that wear. So you just, you have to be you have to be smart, but if you're in a place or if the garment is in a condition that it can be unraveled, it's been successful for me several times. <laughs> in preparation for this two episode series, our mini series on the emotional lives of sweaters, I was completely inspired because Charlene and I had been talking about how we have a lot of sweaters in our knitting wardrobe right now that we aren't in love with anymore. And that weekend I went home and I took every sweater out of every storage place, which isn't very many, but <laughs> out from under the bed and such, mm -hmm. put them all on the bed and thought to myself, okay, which ones are you just keeping for some bizarre reason, as opposed to the fact that you're going to wear them. And by the end of that exercise, I had a giant garment bag. It was like a storage size garment bag. So it's big full of sweaters. There were 14 sweaters that went into that bag wow. to give away. 14 sweaters, 14 sweaters <laughs> and three that I ripped out and repurposed the yarn. So I felt so good about the whole thing. And the three sweaters that I repurposed the yarn for, I'm not super, super excited about doing that in general. There's something for me that's kind of fleeting about pulling out something. <laughs> it pulls out so fast considering all the effort that went into yeah, knitting it. It does. But once you get started, it feels great. So <laughs> the three I repurposed, I felt really, really good about. And then the others you need to find homes for. So Charlene mentioned bringing them to a knitting retreat. Sometimes friends and family, some friends and family don't appreciate handmade things, but some really do. I have an aunt, the one who's a quilter. I give a lot of my sweaters that I don't like anymore to her and she loves them. She that's wears great. them with great happiness. She understands the effort that's gone into yes. making them. And it feels really good to know that there's someone wearing my sweaters that Especially I don't want to wear Especially a anymore. family member. That's so Exactly. Nice. But in my case, I have another great group of friends who are my running friends. And when I went to went away on a vacation with them for a weekend, like a year and a half ago, maybe two years ago, I brought a lot of accessories that I no longer wore. And there were a few sweaters in the bag, but I was kind of embarrassed to bring them out because they're all, they're all kind of higher fashion than I am. And not all of them, but a lot of them 
put more effort into the clothes they wear than I do. And I thought, oh, they're going to laugh at these things and they're going to think, what is she thinking? But they loved them. They took almost everything that I brought. They were thrilled with them. They sent me pictures of themselves wearing it. (laughs) I mean, it was really, really cool. So those 14 sweaters in the bag, the first stop is a running girls get together where I'm going to see who wants the sweaters Some of my sweaters aren't fitting me anymore because I'm a little bigger than I used to be. They're all smaller than I am. So I know that they're good choices for the sweaters that aren't fitting me the way I want because they will fit most of my running friends. So that's a really good feeling. And there are sweaters like, you know, why do sweaters go wrong sometimes? Yes. Well, Charlene and I were just looking at some colors that she's thinking about using on an upcoming design, not design, an upcoming project. And one of the colors neither of us really cared for. I think it would look good on her, but it was one of those colors where, not not much of a positive reaction. Yeah. So she said, well, then I'm not going to knit that. And I said, like my orange sweater. Mm -hmm. So I knit Ecuador a couple years ago, probably more like three or four now. And I used an orange yarn because I was trying to convince myself to like orange and convince myself that I can wear orange. Well, everybody thinks the sweater looks great on me. But you know I what? I still do. Yeah. I don't wear it because I don't <laughs> feel good a, in orange. Yeah. It's not my color. So that went into the bag. The sweaters that don't fit me anymore went into the bag. And there are some where I just didn't like the yarn choices because I don't like how it feels on my skin, perhaps. So sweaters like that that I was still hanging on to because maybe they were a lot of effort to knit. Maybe they had a lot of cables or who knows what the actual reason was for each particular sweater. But I decided I'd much rather know my friends and or my family or someone is wearing that sweater than it's sitting in my closet doing nothing. Yeah. So it felt really good to go through that exercise. And I know a lot of you listening either don't knit sweaters and or only have a few. So that sounds crazy. But if you have as many as I do, <laughs> it's good to pass them on to other homes. It so is. It, it is. felt really good to go through and clean them out and reclaim some of the yarn because some of that yarn was so beautiful. Mm-hmm. And that's why I was holding onto the sweater right. still. Right. Which I never wore. So. And many of the comments on Ravelry in regards to this subject had to do with poor yarn choices causing Mm, a project mm. to fail. So poor yarn substitution. In many cases, it was trying to use something perhaps less expensive, but also in the quest to find something less expensive, perhaps choosing a different fiber that did not work as well for the design. You know, that's interesting because Charlene and I are both going to knit the Maypop hoodie mm-hmm. for the colors of Fall Knit Along. And in the pattern, Talvi Knits is the designer. Her name is Susanna. And she's having a discount for all of the Yarniacs right now if you want to knit this for the colors of Fall Knit Along. So check out our coupons thread in the Ravelry group. And we loved your latest newsletter that was all about the colors of Fall. So thank you. <laughs> we did. But Charl- in the pattern itself... She says, choose a yarn that has a similar fiber mix because she's using Meadow, fiber company Mm -hmm. Meadow, which is linen, some wool, I think, but it has a lot of different fibers in it. And she said something that will drape the same way. 
and Charlene is swatching using Coast, which is 50, 50 or 55% merino and 45% cotton. Right. Light fingering drapes beautifully. I'm using Wilmai's Lace Garn, which is 100% superwash merino. It is not going to drape the same way. So it's going hmm. to be interesting to see how our sweaters are different from each other. Yeah, because we'll have be. the same gauge as the pattern calls for. We'll be knitting the same pattern, but we're using different yarn. And neither of us is using the yarn called for on the pattern. So it will be really interesting to see how that substitution experiment works out. Because I've used lots of different fibers throughout my knitting career, quote unquote. And in the early days of knitting, I did sub out a lot of things that were different fiber contents. And the biggest mistakes were substituting cotton for wool. So I thought, oh, well, cotton will be better for Santa Cruz and whatever. Well, it is a lot different. The characteristics of cotton are completely different than the characteristics of wool. So it gave me a sweater that was stretchy and grew and didn't hold its shape and couldn't, I couldn't wear it because it just fell off of me. So I also made the same mistake substituting cotton for wool at one point in my knitting career too, was probably one of my very first projects when I did that before I knew anything about fiber characteristics. So it just happens. It's a learning experience. But if you have not substituted before, or perhaps have not substituted successfully, do reach out, do a little bit of research, ask questions, talk to an experienced knitter, because there are, there is a lot of information out there about substituting and you can change a garment for the worse. You, you can also change it for the better, mm-hmm. but you can change it unintentionally That's the thing, yeah. for the worse by making a poor substitution. So heads up on that one pay attention yeah and <laughs> if you need help and guidance feel free to reach out on our Ravelry group because yeah, we have a lot we of have people a lot of knitters yeah. sweater knitters who are happy to help and we have a lot of spinners who i think have an even better grasp of fiber characteristics mm-hmm. and yes we've knit a lot of sweaters and we know a lot of things that do and don't work so we're yeah. happy to share the knowledge and make sure you don't make the same mistakes we've made because <laughs> we have made we've them. made a lot <laughs> <laughs> so please do share your fun sweater stories for the ones that it well not just sweaters all of your knitting and handcrafting mm-hmm. stories for the things that have been great successes and then when they weren't if you've done something that we haven't talked about please share it so yeah. that we can all learn about that as well yeah So thank you for listening. Thank you very much for joining us. And keep knitting your color. Well, hopefully you've cast on for Colors of Fall. But if you haven't, I can't wait to see what you're knitting. I can't wait. I've been working on my swatch. Yeah, she's swatching right now. (laughs) I've already cast on Magical Thinking. I've swatched for the Maypop hoodie. So as soon as I'm done with my Love Note sleeves, I'll cast on my Maypop hoodie. All right. I'm so excited. (laughs) Okay. Happy knitting, everyone. Happy summer. Bye. Bye. You can find our podcast on iTunes at Yarniacs Podcast. Visit our blog with show notes at yarniacs.com. We have a friendly and engaging Yarniacs Podcast Ravelry group. My Ravelry name is Knitter Ninja Shar. Gail's is Gaily Whaley. You can follow us on Twitter at Yarniacs or on Instagram at Yarniac 
and at Gailey Whaley.